Let me say something to you. What happened? And for those of you who God has brought here, you need to really understand what I'm telling you. It is not a good thing to tell stories. That very extremely rich man was my friend. What happened? What happened? It's not a good thing. It's a good thing to say that that man there who is extremely rich is my friend. This is his telephone. If I call him now, he will answer me. Because we are friends. The sons of prophet mocked. But Elijah said, no. Look, when Elijah left, when God visited Elijah, the sons of prophet were still on the other mountain watching. But they saw the chariot came. But the person who was with him at the time of the visitation is the one who took the mantle. Come on, let me say this. You know what that elder said? He said that when he saw the manifestation, he said, Oh God, I wish that this spirit will pass on to people. Yes, it will. Because God does not bring an anointing of a manifestation to a person. He brings it to a house. Understand this. When God raised my own spiritual mentor, Father, Apostle Joseph Abba, the moment God raised him, everybody around him got unction. I mean, even to the gate man in the church. There is a man we call Sexton. That man, his own job is to clean the church professionally. He is Sexton, he cleans the church. He was the one who raised Onokoya. He raised a dead of three days in the public crusade in Ibadan. He doesn't know much of the Bible. At least I still met him consciously. You know, all his songs is, Jesus healed me, I'm healed. Jesus healed me, I'm healed. Jesus healed me, I'm healed. That's all. And he would just preach 15 minutes normally. What the pastors, what the father said, he will say it about Jesus. And pray for the sick. And God raised the dead through him. Three days rotten. The woman was pregnant. The woman gave birth. The child that was born in that womb is still alive today in Ibadan. She's old now. So when God visits, he visits a house. But when God pours the oil on the head, it flows to the collar. That's the reason why, you know, the Lord told me to teach you now from the basic doctrine of Christianity. So that every one of you will know the truth beyond every reasonable doubt. So that nobody can convince you. Many people have deserted Christ in the church of God on earth today. They profess to know God, but God does not know them. Because they have gone in their wayward ways and they have become an enemy of the righteous one. They have become a joint army of the devil to deceive other human beings so as to, to spoil the house of God. You must not follow them. Don't follow them if you listen to my voice. They may be called ministers, it doesn't matter. Anybody who preaches any gospel... That is different from the gospel in the book of epistle and the, and the gospel. Let him be a cause. You know the truth. You cannot accept any man to deceive you. A form of godliness without encounters of the divine one. What is the approval of a holy man? It is by revelations of the one that is the holy one. I would together now. Don't allow the devil to deceive you. Not in this generation anymore. In a short time. God will put a demarcation line. Isaiah chapter 6. You were dealing with Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1. And just for the next 15 minutes, I will take you through a little understanding. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1. 
It says in the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on the throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Now, in the, in the Bible school, the midweek Bible study this week, what you studied is that chapter 6. Now, after this record, Isaiah saw the open vision. I want to talk about that. If you are in this house and you don't come to midweek Bible study, I beg you, begin to do that from this week because time may be too short. Okay? Begin to do that. And do it very with, with fear of God, fearfully. So, but I told you that, haven't you been given the understanding about the whole verses of the chapter? I want to give you an understanding about why did the Bible record the death of a man to the revelation of another man? In other words, the Bible records the death and the taking away of a man to reveal the rising of a new star called Isaiah, who become the, the Messianic prophet as understood in the world of theology. He had the most revelation about the coming Lord in the Old Testament. Nobody had revelation about Jesus in the Old Testament like Isaiah. But the Bible says when Isaiah is to be revealed, it says it was recorded in the year Uzziah died. Who is King Uzziah? Look at the book of Second Chronicles chapter 2, chapter 26. I read from verse 1. It says then all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in place of his father Amaziah. This man at the age of 16, he was enthroned as king because the father died. Now verse 2 says he was the one who built Elath and restored it to Judah. And Amaziah rested with his father. Now the Bible begins to reveal the life of this man as a conqueror. Okay? Which means that if we don't have more evidence in the Bible concerning him, he was a mighty man. Though he was 16 when he became king. Now, verse 3 says, Isaiah was 16 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 52 years. One of the longest serving kings. His mother's name was Jecoliah. She was from Jerusalem. Now, underline verse 4 and verse 5. Verse 4 says, he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father Amaziah did. I want us to look at the beginning of this man. The Bible tells us that he inherited right doing from his father. The first lesson is this. You must behave like your father. And when I talk about this, I'm talking about spiritual now. Because some of us did not have the privilege to be born by fathers who themselves are committed to the Lord. But this boy, Uzziah, his father was a very committed man to God. A, God. a man who feared God. So, he's growing up as a young teenager. The godliness in his father was his challenge. He was a boy who probed into his father's life. You know, encounters the father had. Watched what the father does closely. So that when... He didn't know he was going to become a king. And his father just died at a prime age when he was just beginning his life. 
I could see a man, a young boy who wept so much. Because the boy who follows his dad like that, they have a tie. And if the father dies abruptly, it shatters him completely. I would get now. But let me say something to you. The Bible says he did as his father did, you know, that is in serving God. But the next verse reveals to us what was behind their success, both the father and the son. The Bible says in verse 5, he sought God during the days of Zechariah who instructed him in the fear of God. As long as he sought God, who gave him success? Come on now, who gave him success? The Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. Let's read that verse together. Verse 5. Shall we two want to go? Now, this is the underlying factor. I can preach several hours of sermon about this. You know this. Coming to church does not make God to help you. People come to church, they have testimonies, but it's what God will do to an unbeliever. Your testimony must be different to what an unbeliever will have from God. Because God cares for everybody. But it distinct those who seek Him. He gives success to those, I beg you to listen to me. You know, when we die, you will not have opportunity anymore to do anything. We buried um, Mama Uba today. I told those who were here today, this place this morning was a person who died we did the, the service, went and buried the body. I told them, you see that woman? All what you are doing, she doesn't see it. Because what she's facing is more than what you're doing. She will not have opportunity to do any other thing which she did not do. Up to the time that death caught her, that's all. Look, you can find God. Not through pastor. Not through apostle. Not through prophet, but by yourself. It's your desire, decision. If you see, look, those of you who are under me, God will judge you with stricter measure because I left a legacy. And I told you, God doesn't have favorite. There's a part of me that is, is the grace of my office. But there's a part of me that grew with me as a young boy. To know God is not by calling. There are many people called. They don't know him. They know of him, but they do not know him. I will together now. You can know of God and tell of God. That does not mean you know him. Even you can teach of God. That does not mean you know him. Those who know him, follow him. His footsteps. And they live trace. This young man was successful because... There was a spiritual father over him who was successful. And the Bible says, that spiritual father, what is success? A spiritual father is not a man who gives people to, to run after money. To run after deliverance or after healing. No. A spiritual father is a father who has you to run after God. Seeking God. Because you see, when you find God, you will find other things. Other things will fall in line. You will, not, you will not struggle for things in life. When you truly find God. When you find God, you behave like Him gradually. Because love changes man to the lovey. Thank you so much. The lover and the lovey. 
You can ask some Dickens that they will tell you that. Or Dickens Zach. <laughs> they change gradually. And ask from Sister Adi. Eh? I can see a smiling smile. Now let me say something to you. When people are in love, after some time, you will say, people will say they look alike, isn't it? But they don't really look alike, you know? They don't really look alike. What are you seeing? They are looking alike by induction because they begin to talk alike, sometimes reason alike, sometimes gradually until they blend together. That is what love does. That when you ask one a question and you ask the other the same question, it's the same thing they will say. Because love blends you. So when you love Jesus, you become like him. You become like him. You know, it pains my heart when I talk to Christians and people do things the way they just feel. I mean, it really pains me. I told them in Lagos, I feel like cutting myself into two. One of me is in Nigeria to cause trouble. And one of me is in England. Which trouble will I cause? Several wrong doctrines all over the whole place. I will confront it. They don't have anyone to confront them there. And they are growing deeper in wrong doctrine. And people are walking like elephants and eating like ants. People are coming so much to, to meetings, but they don't know him. They were not shown him. Look, when you have Ezekiel uh, over you, listen. It says that he saw God Zechariah. He saw God during the days of Zechariah. He instructed him on the fear of God. And of course, everybody who is a minister who are listening to me across the globe, God will judge you on your instruction. Because the instruction of a man of God is to instruct people on the fear of God, not how to get rich quick. Look at what it says. I said I will, I will speak for 15 minutes, isn't it? Number six. All right. Number six says, he went to war against who? The Philistines and what? Broke down the wall of God, Jabnet, and Ashdod. He then rebuilt what? Towns near Ashdod and elsewhere among who? His enemies. When you know God, because you have a spiritual father who knows God, and he teaches you the fear of God, you'll be like him. You can enter any territory. You enter it still. You know what they call still? Add it to your dictionary. The meaning of that is that there is nothing the devil can do. When Jesus said to the disciples, when it was time for him to ride the donkey to Jerusalem, uh, he said, go to the next village and you find the donkey tie down. Nobody has driven it. He said, untie it. He didn't say take permission. He says, untie it. You know, if you take somebody's property without his consent, with the intention to deprive him permanently, according to the law of the land, that is stealing. But why did Jesus tell them to go and untie a cult that no man has ridden, which was claimed by another man? Because the Lord has need of it. The earth is the Lord's and the food. It is the Lord who made them never to use those donkeys. Because among all donkeys God gave to that man, 
God gave one dunk, two donkeys, and he owns it. So that that man only tender it. Look, when Jesus says on time, he says, if anybody challenges you, say to them, the Lord has need of it. Your donkey shall be untied with automatic alacrity. Listen to me. They didn't struggle. When Jesus was going to have the communion, I said, go to the next village. Somebody has prepared the room. Look, where you walk with God, your provision is already waiting before need approach you. And it is the Spirit of God whom you serve day and night that will show you where the provision is. Come on, let's serve Him. He went to the Philistines who had always terrorized them. And he spoiled them. He destroyed the gates of Jabna. And the Bible says that he built, he, he removed the post of Philistines and replaced it <laughs> with people of Israel. Your allotment is yours if you can serve him. Whatever the devil has stolen from you, you have the power. So, lesson in that place is that God gives victory to anyone who serves him. Yes. Number seven says, God helped him against Philistines and against Arabs who lived in Goba and against the Munites. Lesson number two, God helped those who serve him. Lesson number one, God gives victory to those who serve him. Either you caused the war or the war was caused by anybody, as long as you are the one fighting, it's victory. Hello? Amen. That's why I wonder when I see Christians, they say that some people are voodoo people, some people are, uh, you know, cultic. It pains my heart. I just, the way God will look at Christians who do that is that what is the matter with this boy? Can he even see at all? If God be for us, come on now. If you fear devil, you fear demons, you fear those things, you deny God of who God says is. Really, you are saying to God that you are not my protector. It's because people look at themselves how strong they are. Rather than understanding that the strength that they have is the strength of God. If you know that the God that lives in you is the one that, you know, strengthens you and is the strength you use to depend on, why would we be afraid of any power? It is godlessness that makes Christians afraid of such powers. When you seek God, you'll be very confident. God help those who seek Him. Number three, which is verse eight. The Amorite brought tribute to Uzziah and his fame spread as far as the border of Egypt because he had become what? Very powerful. There are three things there. One, enemies will surrender to you if you fear God. They will bring you blessing. <laughs> they brought him tribute because God put his fear in their hearts. That if we don't go beg him and bless him, we are finished. Even when he's not making work with them, they will come and bribe him with their gifts that you are the one God had placed there, sir. Please recognize also, we are here, your voice. That's what God will make your enemy. Yeah. I remember when I went to, after we finished the crusade in Ikene, and I called Ikene, and I called the head of all the calls there. That I was coming. Let me say this to you. This scripture is not fiction. Okay? 
The man called the whole of his family, his father, his mother, all his wives and all his household. Everybody will not go out. Why? Because Apostle Williams is coming. Let me say this to you. A king who is the king of voodoo, that all the people feared, even when we were going to him, they were saying that, ah, that man is the strongest man, he is the, he is the most feared man. That king told me that he was with the paramount ruler, that is the head of all the kings, and he was phoned that Apostle Williams has arrived in this city, and he is with the head of the uh, Agamemnon. He will be coming to your house. He told that head of kings that, sir, please, I have to leave now. He said, why are you leaving? We are talking something important. He said, I have a special guest. Sir, please, please, I have to go. The man came. When I got to the place where the head of the court is, the man came to meet me with all his entourage, with all his strong men. It, on the road, as they parked my car, and I came down from the car, and I walked towards him. When I got on the main road, when I got close to him, he went on his knees with his two hands like this. Everybody behind him went down straight. Everybody behind him, including Babalawo, including witches, including wizards. You know, I'm telling you this because the Bible does not lie. These are the people they call the world that Nigeria feared them. These are the people who beheaded a human being. When we were there, it was published in the paper. They used that human being for sacrifice. Now I'm a human being. I came to them, but they bent their knees. Why? Because Uzziah served God. His enemies brought tribute. They fear him like they fear God. Let me say this to you. There is no land a believer cannot enter. There is no ground a believer cannot take over. If you serve God. Not man or yourself. Coming to church every Sunday, you are serving yourself. Not coming to prayer when Jesus says that my house should be called the house of prayer. You are serving yourself. When Acts says that they attended the temple daily and you don't come, you are serving yourself. Listen to me. What about those who work in evening? There is silo pillars in the day. You can come. God is the one who inspired this house to have all these things so that nobody will be left with excuse. Come on now. When I left him and I went to the king's house, the king said that he said it's an abomination for a guest to come to your house and not meet you. When we entered the house, the king, you know, in the culture of Yoruba, a king must not bow his head to any man. When I entered, I said, peace be unto this a voodoo, former voodoo king. He went on his knees. And I said, no, Kabyesi, you mustn't do that. I should bow before you. He said, why should I not buy, be, bow before the messenger of the God Almighty? That's what he said to me. And his head was on the ground. And I understand that by my culture, I have to tell him to rise. Or else he would not. If you bow before the king, and the king did not say for you to rise, you must not rise. If you rise, that head will bow back that. I don't rise before king like that. So I told him to stand up and I helped him up. 
And I began to see the Bible is true. These are the people they call the spiritual host of wickedness. That many ministers are afraid to go to their doors. Come on, let me say this. You must be like your father. They bowed. Amorai brought tribute to Isaiah. And his fame spread. Number two. When you serve God, he will spread your fame. How many have I given you now? About five? Yes? I've given you about five or six. Let me run you through it again. My 15 minutes is over, but you are the one delaying me. Number one is in verse six. God gives victory to those who seek him. Number two is that God helps those who seek him, which is in verse seven. Now, in verse Eight, there are three there. Enemies will bring you tributes. That is one. Two, your fame will spread. And three, you will become very powerful. You know when people are powerful, you get drunk. It pushes you. Power pushes man. <laughs> when you preach, when you see a cripple, what can make a man that is in his right senses to go and pull the leg that is withered and say grow if not that a power is pushing him <laughs> are we together now the power in you will push you but you must serve god for that to happen it's not by screaming it is by his unction he will become very powerful now verse 9 says, Uzziah built towers. Write down. Number 7. He pros- he, God prospers those who serve him. He prospers them. He built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate, at the valley gate, and at the angle of the wall. And he, he fortified them. That is, he built towers and he protected them. Which means that when God gives you a blessing, it cannot be taken. Am I talking to you? Are we here today? If you want me to leave in the next five minutes, always respond when I say amen. Amen. Uh, You want to leave then? (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Let me just finish this with you. Five minutes, we should be over. Now, if you look at all these seven things about this man, it's all boiled down to verse 5. Because he seeks God. That's why God gave him all this. A 14-year-old boy became so a person that nations here and there are trembling. He himself began to discover and forge instruments. Alright, look at verse 14. It says, Uzziah provided shield. No, let me... Uh, well, I read to you, just finish verse... Um, Verse 9. Let me read verse uh, 10. He also built towers in the desert and dug many cisterns because he was much, he had much livestock, that is prosperity. In the foothill and in the plain, he had people working his field at the age of 14 to 20 and vineyard in the, in the hills and, you know, in the fertile land. He, for he loved the soil. I love that. 
A person who seeks God is always a hardworking man. Anybody who is lazy, you are not seeking God though. <laughs> really, anybody who is lazy, demons live in them. The people who sleep, they love their bed. When other people are waking up early in the morning, they are going. A person who loves his bed is demon. And the demon that lives in him is called poverty. And it says, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of hand, and what will come? Poverty will invite his friends, and they will hold the Supreme Council meeting in the, in the body of that person. Hallelujah. When they percolate him. Look at what the Bible says here. Now I love verse 11. He says, Uzziah had a well-trained army. Ready to go to war. By according to the number and muster by Joel, the secretary of Manasseh, the officer under the direction of Hanani, and the royal officer, official. If you look at this one, it tells you that anybody that fears God, God makes them successful, very successful. Not only that, God raises men through their success who become in themselves experts in various things and very successful. Your success will bat the success of many people. If your success is for you alone, you are, you are not successful. You are not successful. A successful man is a man who his success will bring many successful people and raise many successful people. But all because of God. Look at verse 12. The total, the total number of, his, of, of family leaders over the fighting men were 2,600. Under their command was the army of 307,500 men. Trained for war. A powerful force to support the king against his enemies. Alright? Verse 14. It says, Uzziah provided shields, spears, hamlets, coats, and armor. I love that. Sling stones. He was a great innovator. In Jerusalem, he made machines, verse 15, designed by skillful men for use on the tower and on the corner defense to shoot arrows and haul hailstones. This guy was a great innovator. If you fear God, you'll be very deeply intelligent. Come on now. You see, intelligence doesn't mean that you are an expert in all fields. No. In whatever you focus in your life to do, God will give you the secret behind it. So if you look at various people in this house, you are in various fields of life. Okay? Now, but in your field of life, you will have vision. I wish Brother Timmy was here. He was telling me, you know, some testimony. He will come and share it. I won't say it. But some of the things I was teaching you here, you know, he went and used it in, in his company. And the directors were asking him, where did you get this knowledge from? He said he laughed. So they now called him to come and teach some executives. And when he got there, he took my sermon notes. And he was teaching them from my sermon notes. And he said this is a new revelation. About corporate failure from corporate governance. I did teach you on that and I gave you handouts. And they said that, no, 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 no. In the, in the, in the corporate world, we have not looked into this area. But this is a, a, a new you know, thing. And then they now asked him to come and teach some other corporate executives. You see, when you fear God... As it is that you read the Bible, you always have profound insight. In your career, you will have profound insight. 
If you are struggling with that, is to check your, your God seeking life. A Christian must be successful in anything you set your heart. Look, let me say this to you. Listen to me very, very well. If anybody tells you that there is a particular course you cannot do or not, tell him that he's a liar. Disprove him by doing it and, and, and useless in it. And you, you will scatter, you will do it and pass, pass it in a humiliating manner. Am I talking to you now? <laughs> Am I talking to you now? You know, I had a, a, a story of a girl, though it was tragedy and success too. She has, um, she has, she, she's SS. So the father said, I won't send you to school in Nigeria. And he was sending other people to school. And the girl said, please. He said, no, I will send you to go and do st- uh, sew- sewing, tailoring. And she went and she did tailoring. She now said, now that I've graduated as a tailor. And I know tailoring well. I want to go to school. And that said, what do you want to do? He said, medicine. The dad said that you cannot dream because you, you, will, you, know, you have crisis every time. You, will soon, you may soon die, you know. She said, please, now I've done tailoring. Let me go and do medicine. She went to do medicine. She, she cleared medical science. You know, when you pass with distinction, with an, with an excellent upon your distinction, that means there's no more where to go in the field, in the career. A is distinction. When you have a star, you are just get to the edge of the cliff. But you know what happened? On the day of her graduation, her father was there. As they called her in the graduation hall, he, he was so over, she was so overjoyed and she collapsed and died. Yes. But she destroyed the, 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 the record of medical exam. I have a lecturer, one of my professors. He's my mentor. He's the one teaching me now on my last module, which is Law of Commercial Contracts. He started his law career in Ghana as in LLB. And he topped the, the chart in the whole of Ghana, the whole country, in his LLB. Now he came to Cambridge to do his LLM. He topped the whole Cambridge LLM. Alright? He had a star right through. Then he went to Harvard to do another LLM. He taught the whole of Harvard set in LLM. Now he now said, what shall I do? They were calling him from all over the place. He now said, okay, let me go and teach in University of Columbia. But he is also my professor. Now, my second module, which is the last module I'm doing on law of contracts, you know, international uh, commercial contract, rather, in Liverpool University. When I read his, his resume, from beginning, he taught me the second module. I said to him that I will break your record. <laughs> Though he broke all this record at a very young age, you know. I said that it is very good that at a very old age, your record is repeated. So when I finish now, Harvard is looking for me and Cambridge. You break the record. If anybody tells you you cannot do it, tell him it is written. I can what? Through who? Don't let anybody intimidate you with what you have not started. Look, let me say this to you in sincerity. Every course is tough. Even sewing. To handle scissors. You go and take scissors like this. This little we painting you, I tried it before. The whole of this place peeled. After some time I was having scissors, I was having cramp in this place. Because I was using scissors to cut and cut. And what did I cut? A little distance. I say, oh my God. If I just cut a little and I'm having cramp in this hand, 
You see this tailor, they just go, they've cut it. Straight line. They cut. You go and try it with your, with your DSC. Your, your line in the cloth will just go zigzag. And you understand. Every career on earth needs skill. Okay? And they are hard. If you can learn how to cook a soup, and that soup is delicious. Let me say this. Professors cannot cook it with all their professor of whatever. Because what? They did not learn how to cook. How to cook is skill. If you can cook and people can eat it and it's delicious, you can study any course. Why are you laughing? I'm telling you just the truth. Do you know what made you cook? Let me say, the reason why the women who can cook, what makes them be able to cook is because they have a will to conquer cooking. And they submitted to the learning of an expert in cooking. Then they decided to have a land, began to practice until they become like their master, and then they break the record of their master. Then women like that, even when the husband is angry, he can't leave them. <laughs> Are you in the house? Take that to medicine, you will scatter the record. Take it to law, you will shatter it. Take it to engineering. I was glad I saw the report of one of our, one of our youths in, uh, in uh, electronics engineering. And that record, I think it's in King's College. He got first class distinction in electronics. I looked at the result. 80 something percent, 70 something percent, 70 something percent. I said, yes, this is what I want to see. But it begins from the fact that you must know that anything you set your heart to gain, as a human being, you can get it done. As a human being, you can capture it. Man write it, man read it, man pass it. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't. A woman went to do medicine at the age of 60. She graduated as a medical doctor. They showed her on television that this is my life dream. At 60, she started doing medicine. She graduated at 66. And she's practicing medicine now. Don't let anybody say to you that ah, history is very easy. Law is very hard. Uh, medicine is very hard. Engineering is very, who told you that engineering is very hard? Is it not one, two, three they use in engineering? Zero and one, that's all. Hallelujah, somebody. But if you serve God, He will give you success. Because a person who serves God is hard working. That's what you get from this guy. I'm happy when I see some women in this church who, when they came to this church, they told me that, Apostle, you know, I can never read. At that time, I was pushing almost every woman into nursing. Yes, because they were paying people to go and read nursing. They would give you house mortgage. To attract them to come and do nothing. And my members who went that time, they are now midwives and they are now paid matrons and all stuff like that. They have masters. From when they said to me that I can, my head can't read book. It can't read book. They finish first degree. I said, don't come and tell me when you finish first degree. That's your own. Begin again. That is BA. Go back. And they say, apostle is hard. Go. They went. They have masters in, in nursing. Now they are better life. Now, I don't have to cajole people to give offering in CFT. You understand what I'm telling you? Because I have pushed everybody to be comfortable. When people are comfortable and successful, then they don't have problem in giving. 
They give to the one who blessed them. Therefore, if you seek God, you cannot be a lazy man. Finally, verse 16 will not happen to anybody who listens to my voice. Let us read verse 16 together. Listen to me. I beg you to listen. Pride is a deadly weapon to peril. No matter how much God honors a man, no matter how much God establishes a man, God resists the proud. You know, let me say this to you. Those of you who are younger, when you see older people, greet them with respect. Communicate with them with respect. Those of you who are older, you see younger people, greet them with respect. You know, don't say that they are my children. Ah, God will have made them give back to you. But because he made you to give back to them, he demands that you respect them. You know, yesterday, uh, Pastor Collins came to my office, you know, one of my pastors, and uh, his wife and his small boy. I named that boy. And the boy, he's so tall. Not only that, he's so huge. And I will say the third one. He was fat. You know, when I say fat, his, 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 his cheeks were like that. But inside that big cheek is the old face that I recognize him. And when he came, you know, as in African way, he went to the floor to greet me. And I held him and I said, Brother Justice. Justin, is it Justice? Justice. I said, Brother Justice, how are you? And I hugged him. He was so happy. He's the boy that I named. And I looked at him now. If anybody, if I'm going on the street and somebody make a noise and he's behind me, I'll just step behind him and say, deal with him. You know, but I dare not to call him Justin. You see, all these small boys, they will come to me, Apostle, 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 what's your name? I'm Samuel. Oh, Brother Samuel. What's your name? I'm uh, uh, Paul, Brother Paul. You think I don't know what I'm doing? Anybody who humbles himself, increase in grace. Increase in grace. Humble yourself in the eyes of the Lord, and he will exalt you. I gave back to them, I named them, and so what? If they, are a judge, they become a judge in the high court today, if I'm in the court and they're working, what do I do? I have to stand up. If I have to go and solicit for a person and I have a client before them, how do I address them? My Lord, they are my children. But in court, I have to call them my Lord. And when I talk to them really in court, I have to bow my head because that is what they are. So why can't I do it to them in church? Let them feel a person. Don't say, I, I, it's my child. If it's your child, if we ordain him as a deacon, you don't call him again by anything but deacon. We ordain him as an elder, you don't call him by anything but elder. We ordain him as a pastor. You know, if you disrespect him, you disrespect the God who puts that, who anointed the person. And that is the reason why some Christians are punished unnecessarily because the angel will not forgive you. For despising the anointed. 
It doesn't matter. The day that I, I came to Nigeria and I ministered the first day in the church, when we came home, my mother knelt down before me. And he said, my son, he said, I carried you in my womb. He said, I fed you with my breast. He said, today you are my father. He said, please, place your hand on my head and bless me. My mother who gave birth to me. No wonder God empowered her so much. This man Uzziah wrecked because of pride. Don't be full of yourself. No matter who you are. Either you are young or you are old. It doesn't matter. Because pride destroys might. The rest of Uzziah was a bad record. That's the reason why in Isaiah 6.1 it says, In the year that this bad man died, that will not be your record. He began by a commendation of a, a, a conqueror, a victor. And what made him, what made him, what did he do there? He was so proud. His success got into his head. And he felt he is the one who made it. You know when people feel that they have made it, God always frustrates their ambition. God will say, okay, I want to see you go all the length you can with what you have made. You must always recognize that you made nothing. Everything is for him. By him and to him. Anything that is made of us. Don't allow pride to hinder you. He was so proud to the extent that he now felt that he is superior to the spiritual head. That's what killed him. No matter how much God anointed you, you must respect those who are ahead of you. Even in office. You may come in, you have a boss, and then after some time, because of your eloquence and academic and grace, you become the boss of that boss. Don't treat that boss like him. It was your boss. Understand that? The same thing. Uzziah felt, what is the priest doing that I cannot do after all? I, I have been under Zechariah. I know everything to his spiritual father. And then he went and he took the office of the pastor, took the pulpit that was not given to him, took the incense to go and burn, and God was looking at him. The same thing God did in the book of Numbers chapter 12. When the, uh, uh, Miriam, who was a prophetess, and Aaron, who, who were both senior of, of Moses, said that, is he only Moses that God has called? After all, you are a prophetess, and the whole Israel follow you too. After all, you are, you are a priest, and you are the only priest over Israel, even over, over Moses. And the Bible says that God said, eh, okay, I summoned the three of you to come before me. And when they came, the Bible says God came down. When God came down before the three of them, that let me see the one among you who I appointed over all. And by God I said to them, there's a distinction here. If there's a prophet among you, I speak to him by dreams and visions. He said, but it's not so with my servants. God separated servant from servant that day. That there is hierarchy in the house of God. We are not all equal. No, no. A child cannot be the father of his father. Once he gave birth to you, he's your father for life. Even when you become the president of a nation, he's still your father. He respects your office as a president, but he is your father. Who can still command you as his child, no matter how old you are? I have seen a man in his uh, 90s commanding a man in 70s. 
And the child said, I'm commanding you. You are my own son. You have your children. You have your grandchildren. But you are my son. He said, yes, sir. Listen to me, therefore. Pride is the fundamental recipe of the devil that crashed him from heaven and kicked him out of place. It is pride that destroyed his beauty. He was the most perfect in beauty. When pride was found in him, all his beauty became ashes. He was one of the most exalted among the angels. When pride was found in him, he was kicked out of heaven. Listen to me, therefore. Do not allow pride to take you over. So because it was Satan who is the origin of pride and the originator of pride, anyone that suffers from pride is under the influence of Lucifer. No matter how anointed they may be. Listen to me. And so when God disappeared between before Miriam and, and, and Moses and Aaron, somebody went leprous. And then the one who God hears is the one who now pleaded. Same thing happened similar to this man. The Bible says why he still had the incense in his hand coming to the pulpit when he was not appointed. And taking charge over the authority of the spirit, God broke out against him and he became leprous. And the Bible says that he looked at himself. He was white as snow, leprous. He could not go to the throne. Lepers lived at the outskirts of the country. He ran out from throne to garbage. Listen to me. Uzziah, therefore, is a great example of God that God will bless you when you are faithful. But when you decide to become proud, he withdraws his grace. And when God withdraws his grace, hell will break loose at that man. Look, let me say this to you. Same thing with ministers of God who treat, you, who treat members like, like servants. I would together now. They abuse the privilege of ministry. And they maltreat human beings and treat them like animals. Let me say this. The end of Uzziah was leprosy. And it is recorded, he was leprous until death. That will not happen to you. I say it will not happen to you. The devil will not catch you. I say you will not fall into the trap of the devil. Let's stand up on our feet and we're going to pray. We have prayed before this meeting and God has blessed us and prophesied over you. Now one prayer you'll praise it. Now one prayer you'll praise it. Now one prayer you'll praise it.